Okay, we lit it just like a fuse, so no need to pick and choose. Welcome to 2020, where we do more than interviews. The hottest be coming through, jumping knowledge, all that you get up. We could defraud of you with the truth that they offer you. Yeah, hands up, we doing it for the culture. To give artists and businesses more exposure. Keep it real and stay silent just like a boulder. It's about to go all the way down, can get no lower. Chasing my dreams, know that they get no slower. But if I stay running, I promise they getting closer. Moreover, success, my older. And if you're sleeping on me, I'm waking them up like vultures. I told you, coming from the land with the tide roll. Well, we'll be on a whole different vibe, though. We like to ride slow and keep our windows tinted so you really can see us. Like Stevie Wonder waking up with his eyes closed. Yeah, got the kind of flow that rocked the boat. On my 16s of pounds of dope. And if you figure you can hang with me on the mic, then grab some rope. Matter of fact, better grab some hope while you at it. We keep it live, it's time to tune in. Turn up the sound on what you're using. It goes so hard, I think it's bruising. The show is 2020, no need to zoom in. Yeah. Hey, yo, what's up? It's your boy, sir, of the 2020 Podcast LLC. I just want to say happy Saturday. Look, I wanted to try something new. I know typically you get a bi-weekly recording with me, and sometimes you get an interview, sometimes you get a rant, sometimes you just get whatever content kind of moves me at the moment. But I want to kind of do something new and dedicated for y'all with the upcoming year change. It's about to be 2024. I just wanted to try something new that felt kind of fun to me. And I wanted to go through a couple of uh Things that happen during the week, shall we say. All right, so let's start off with typical social media outrage. So, of course, unless you've been living under a rock, I'm pretty sure you've heard about the infamous list. Uh, there's a list that's cycling through the interwebs. that's just basically touching on different first date locations that are no longer acceptable to women. Right? No problem. It's a fun list. Uh, I think it was just being made... Uh, at the expense of men who sometimes I can admit, sometimes we underthink as far as first dates go, which I honestly don't think it's entirely our fault, but we'll get back to that. But on the list, which I, I should pull up now, should have had that ready, but uh, there were a few locations like the movies and, and uh, uh, what is it, Chili's, just different restaurants that they felt were stereotypical. And listen, Women, I get it. And uh, the thing about this list is you're going to catch flack because for every woman that doesn't like it, there are going to be women that do like those things. So the point of having the list, I believe, in this entirety was a parody, personally. I didn't think it was meant to be taken seriously. And I don't think all women agree on everything. I don't think women are a singular entity. So when it comes to a first date, just do what you guys feels right depending on who you're talking to. It all goes to show that a lot of us have forgotten how to date. But anyway, uh, what I did in response was I created my own list of my top 10 things I would probably want to do on a first date. And uh, I was going to go through them with you. In case you're not following me on social media, you can find me at Jeremy Evans or just look up Narcus. You'll find me. Anyway, I said first dates I would enjoy. Number one would be any arcade. The reason for that is I am a nerd. I love video games. And I think it's a great opportunity in order for me to gauge your competitiveness or or how much fun you can have or just um, it allows people to visit memory lane because usually people have some form of memory of a video game or some kind of activity that they used to do when they were children. It's just a great joint venture to revisit your childhood together, you know, and it opens up different avenues of conversation 
My second thing was Old Dutch. Now, Old Dutch in Mobile is this homegrown ice cream shop. So it is the typical ice cream date. Uh, I think it's great because one, Old Dutch is very much an old style of um, venue. And it also gives you time to just sit and talk. You know, you sit there, enjoy some ice cream, stuff your face, not get too full, you know, not enough where you're sleepy or you're groggy, but you, you're just sitting there with your ice cream, having a great conversation. My third date would be the Loaded Beer Garden. Now, this one is not so much the best for conversation simply because there's music, there's distractions, there's the game on. I think this is a great location if you guys are both into sports, you know, you, you these choices are made to cater to the type of person you are or the type of person that you're looking to date. So if both of you don't mind watching the game together at a venue where you can get food, I know a lot of people think, but you can't talk. But what if you just want to talk about the game? Some people's first conversations are established through their hobbies or what they're interested in. And so I don't think that Loda Beer Garden doesn't cater there. I think it does. Number four, I said the museum. The museum works because I am an art snob. I love art. I like to see things. I like to compare things. I like to see uh, the materials and them used in different ways. Same thing with colors, music, and just presentation. So to those people who think it's boring, I get it. But going to a museum and, and and even like an art museum or a prehistoric museum, whatever the fuck the museum is, it's going to provoke conversation. I don't care who you are, unless you're just eyes, unless you're blind, not paying attention, some kind of conversation is going to be had. I love history. I love to rag on the fact that majority of white people have stole these things and didn't give them back. Um, so there's always a bit of activism or historical context or art or uh, Afrocentricism. Like there's something to be had in every museum. I don't care what you are. Now I said number five, BJ's. No, it's not the BJ's you think. BJ's is also another restaurant that also serves uh, homebrew. A lot of um, local ales and beers are served there. So if you're a connoisseur of different types of beverages, I think that'd be a good look. And then one of my personal favorites next was Medal of Honor Park. No disrespect to Langan Park. You know, I, I, nigga, it's alligators there. I'm sorry. I'm not taking anybody with as a threat of an alligator. So I pick Medal of Honor Park. And it's wide. It's spacious. You can sit and chill just about anywhere. It's prime for a good picnic there. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I would much rather have a picnic at Medal of Honor Park versus at um the municipal park that's just me uh the reason being is it's spacious there are different fields there you have a soccer field you have a football field you have an amphitheater you have a walking trail you have a dog park there's so many different and then they have a, a kids playground there there's so many different things you can do so many different places you can go still be in the park and have a great time so that's just me all right, my number seven was movies. The reason I pick movies is circumstantial. It has to be a movie that both of you 
are interested in. Like, and when I say interested, I don't mean like, oh, I think that'd be a cool movie. I mean, no, I mean like this is a movie that you've been waiting to come out, both of you. Now, the reason this would be cool is because you get to experience it together. You get to have those shock and awe moments together. So that creates memories. The other thing is after the movie, right? This is where you have the follow-up hangout. After the movie, if you have time to go kick it somewhere like at a bar or at the park or whatever, depending on what time your date is, you get to discuss what you enjoyed and didn't enjoy. You know, now you can have the conversations as two fans. Now you can revisit things of your past. Now you can connect with what inspired you about what scenes. You see what I'm saying? Like it, this gets you going and now you can create further things. Like if you fuck around, th this is the part that people miss. People find their best friends and marry them, right? Why would this be any different? Why can't your first experience be the first step of having your movie buff partner for the rest of your life? Imagine that you're a foodie and y'all first date is going out to try different foods together or an, antis an anticipated new restaurant that's opening. Why wouldn't you want to try that together? You feel me? I don't know. That's just me. Uh, next, I said any open mic. I love art. I think hearing rap, poetry, uh, comedy is a great way to observe your partner as well. I think it's a great opportunity to kind of unwind. Sometimes we meet these people, they're putting their best uh, representative out first. Going to these type of events can get you to kind of undress and reveal more of yourself. And again, it leads to that opportunity of showing your artistic side as well. If you are into poetry, if you are into music, if you know, it, it just gives that that ability to express, you know. Uh, next is Art Walk. You already know there are a billion and one things to do at Art Walk here in Mobile. You can walk around, you can purchase art, you can support, you can even now we have a bouquet girl, a young lady who just has uh, a do-it-yourself bouquet. You pay per flower and you can just give your date some flowers like on the spot. Or if you want to just go grab something to eat, or if you want to stop through the museum, this everything on my list is available, honestly, at Art Walk, believe it or not. And then the good old fashioned, my number 10, the sit down picnic. Women love when you plan something. Get you a blanket, get some of her favorite foods, get some snacks. You ain't even got to be heavy. You ain't got to spend a lot of money, to be honest with you. You can get a couple of sandwiches or so, get some fruit, get some chips. Lay that blanket, you know, maybe bring a little Bluetooth speaker to play some music and bam, just enjoy yourself. But and again, you got to fill out the person. You got to know what your person is vibing to. So that's my 10 minute rant. You can time it if you want. I did it exactly. I'm very proud of myself. That's my 10 minute rant on what I think should be a good example of a great first date. Now, let's get on to some some local news. Now, I know I have a lot of listeners who are not in my mobile area, but these things are more uh, pertinent to myself because these things happen around here. Now, I don't know if you know, back in March, there was a, and you know, protect black women, there was a young lady who denied the advances of a basketball player for the University of Alabama. Now, something happened. There was a tussle. There was words exchanged between him, her, and her boyfriend. Uh, the young man pulled out a gun. The boyfriend pulled out a gun back. They fired at each other. Only thing we know for sure is that the young lady was killed. 
Now, apparently, uh, according to Fox 10 Action News, the judge denies motion to dismiss capital murder case against former UA basketball player. Uh, the circuit judge denied the request claiming that the UA basketball player Darius Miles didn't have enough evidence to support his argument that he acted in self-defense. So what they were saying was they were trying to dismiss the case, saying that the basketball player was acting in defense of himself. Now, what's interesting is I don't know fully what happened. This is just conjecture what I'm about to say, allegedly. But they said he was following the woman. She told him no. He felt played. He followed her, harassing her. She got in the car with her boyfriend. The boyfriend of him got into it, and he... I, I think he showed his gun and the basketball player put out his gun to start shooting in the car, which killed the young lady. I think the young man was hit. But um, I want to read to you the, the article that was here. A Tuscaloosa County Circuit judge has denied the motion to dismiss a capital murder case against former University of Alabama basketball player Darius Miles. Of course, he got kicked out. Miles, along with his friend Michael Davis, were both accused in the January shooting death of Jamia Harris in Tuscaloosa. Judge Daniel Pruitt denied the request to dismiss Miles', dismiss Miles case, concluding that he didn't provide enough evidence to support his argument that he feared for his life the night Harris was shot and killed. Miles' main evidence in the immunity hearing was the text message he sent to NBA player and former University of Alabama player Brandon Miller asking for his gun. That gun allegedly was fired by Davis killing Harris. See, I didn't know that. So apparently... The guy who shot asked for Brandon Miller's gun. And then that gun was the gun that killed Miss Harris. That's crazy. And in that order, it was also pointed out that Miles kept changing his story during his interview with the investigator, resulting in the interview lasting six hours. Now, that could be anything. You know, when they say story keeps changing, in the heat of the moment, I could see how. Because you're at heights. Uh, not not excusing the gentleman. You could, you're at a high of um, anxiousness, nervousness because your life just changed. And you just took a life. So I can see how that happened. Uh, I don't think the six hours has to do with strictly because your story keeps changing. But anyway, I'm going to keep reading. According to the court documents, Miles also never told the investigator that he felt threatened during the ordeal. Mm. So now you bring up that you were threatened after the fact. Finally, video evidence seemed to suggest that Miles was not afraid with one clip showing him walking only a few feet away from the Jeep. Now, that's interesting. If you were afraid for your life, you wouldn't be stalking someone. If they, if they told you no and you were afraid for your life, you're going to, it's fight or flight. So you're not going to be an aggressor if you was truly uh, fearful. The defense argued that Miles' fear was visible as the Jeep approached. That conclusion is greatly undermined by his walking only a few feet from the Jeep as it approached Miller's vehicle. The video of the defendants walking beside the Jeep leads to one that concludes that the defendant was not concerned in any way. Oh, so it looks like the Jeep approached the shooter. And with him. OK, OK, OK. Now that is interesting. That is interesting. The video of the defendant walking beside the Jeep leads one to conclude that the defendant was not concerned in any way about anyone else about anyone inside the jeep causing harm to him or anybody else so they're saying if you were still walking by the jeep as it pulled up on you you weren't afraid because if you were afraid you would run or you would leave you know so both miles and davis are currently being held without a bond a trial date for the capital murder charge has not been uh set so um man that's interesting 
that's interesting so i'm we're gonna we're gonna stay up on this story um i just want to give my condolences to the harris family jamia had nothing to do with this man like this this when you tell a nigga no ladies i i, I understand i understand i understand why y'all feel that you're not protected i get it because all she did was deny a nigga and now she's not here this is this is absolutely crazy now um we'll stay up on that news uh that was some other news that happened uh we had a little fiasco at dunbar uh, which is a magnet school here in mobile where uh we had a prince two principals that could not get along apparently and they were both placed on administrative leave and nobody knew why you know of course with one being a white woman and one being a black male the, the the joke going around allegedly was that maybe they were sleeping with each other. That's why they couldn't get along. Um, more news have come out since then. Um, apparently, uh, Dr. Johnson, who was the white woman, Dr. Valerie Johnson, is now being reassigned as the school's virtual learning principal. And the black teacher, uh, the, not t- teacher, the black principal, uh, is still out. He's still on leave without being reassigned. Um, and actually, that's incorrect. He has been reassigned for another school, actually. So the white woman got to stay and the black guy had to leave. But um, I'm going to let Fox 10, I'm going to play the little news clip right here. I'm going to let Fox 10, you know, give it to y'all as to what's going on. So let's let's hope this ain't some bullshit that's going on, but it's really feeling like some bullshit going on. So um, if you're watching the video, I'm switching to the video. I'm going to cut up the audio so you can hear. And uh, yeah, let's 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 see what the f- fuck going on here, man. Sparked that sudden leadership change at Dunbar Magnet School. Yeah, both the principal, Dr. Valerie Johnson, and assistant principal Luther Harris were placed on leave last week. Now, the school system would not tell us what led up to that decision until tonight. Our Ariel Mallory getting the answers for you tonight. Ariel, you talked to the Mobile County School Board president about this. Yeah, that's right, Lenise and Byron. According to Board President Sherry McDade, Dr. Johnson and Harris just couldn't get on the same page. She says Superintendent Crestle Threat Goodwill had to step in to do what was best for the students. And Now, I'm going to pause there. Apparently, they were beefing so much at school that the students noticed and the parents noticed as well. Now, when this news broke, I was reading different messages on Facebook. I didn't want to comment on this until I knew more information. But apparently, they were beefing so much as far as like disciplinary methods with students, because from what I'm hearing, this is alleged. They said uh, Dr. Johnson, the white lady, was more prone to kicking students out. And uh, the black principal, I'm sorry, forgive me, I I forgot his name, um, Mr. Harris, was more prone to trying to work with you. So she was more, get him out of here. He was more, no, I'm not going to abandon you. So just keep that in the back of your head. That was separating the two. Tonight, apparent disagreements between two administrative leaders at Dunbar Magnet School have landed them both in new positions. Principal Dr. Valerie Johnson and Assistant Principal Luther Harris were placed on administrative leave a week ago. School. So she was the principal and he was the assistant principal. 
officials not saying why. Tonight, Mobile County Public School Board President Sherry McDade is. They couldn't meet in the middle. They were going in different directions on the way that the school should have been ran. And I think that uh, it, it was to the best interest of our students that we intervene. Dr. Johnson. Has so I'm going to pause there as well. So apparently just the day to day shit they couldn't agree on. Just the day to day. So I'm going to ask y'all, at what point do you think should the school intervene and to what degree? I understand that the best interest is of the kids, but do you think it's interesting that they decided to keep her at the school and send him off? And the reason I ask this is because I feel like we're often seen as the aggressor when it comes as, as a black man. It just feels like we're often seen as the aggressor when it comes to white women in positions of power and they will find a way to get us the fuck up out of there if we don't agree or submit and i i i've experienced this in different places that i've worked as well so i just want to know what you guys think but we're going to continue the clip not much more to go has already been reassigned as the new principal for the school system's academy for virtual learning. McDade says Harris is still on leave, but will also be moved to another school as assistant principal. She believes differences between the two were disrupting what was best for the students. Both of them had different administrative styles that, that they were trying to implement, and it wasn't fair to our students that one would tell them to do one thing and the other one would tell them to do another. Mm. So let that sink in. So they were clashing so much that one student would get told one thing by both teachers, well, both administrators. Now I see why they had to step in, because imagine being told by one principal, you're going to be suspended. Right. And being told by another one, like, no, you'll just do uh, in school suspension or you'll just get slap on the wrist. I could see. How frustrating that is, not only for the students, watch, watch this, not only for the students, but more so for the teachers, you know, because I've seen where teachers take the sides of different principles. So causing discourse in a school, you know, of this magnitude, Dunbar is is a well-known artistic school for young kids and you can't you got to have solidarity. So I see now why they did what they did. But I, why they chose who they chose, I want more information on. So hopefully they they keep reporting this. But I'm I'm gonna let this finish out. Not much more to say. Now I'm told Dunbar is currently under the leadership of two supervisors. Live tonight in the studio, Ariel Mallory, Fox 10 News. Shout out to the North Georgia restaurant going viral oh. on social media for my bad, cuz. Shout out to uh, Fox 10 uh, for that man. I that. It's very interesting. So I want to know what y'all think. What do you think is going down at Dunbar? Do you have any kids that went to Dunbar or anybody who experienced these two administrators? Hit me up. I, I just want to know what y'all think. Let me know in the comments below. But that being said, I got to get up out of here. I got some work to do. Um, I don't know if y'all know, but um, I'm starting back up the poetry series uh, Impromptu season four is back. I'm taking seven artists, seven styles seven colors i'm gonna assign you a color and uh, we're gonna rock with that thing the only thing i do is show up i'm gonna film and everything and i'm gonna put something in your pocket for your time so if you're interested make sure you inbox me um i've already have three socks taken so i got four left so four more artists so hit me up i got some some really dope stuff i want to do and uh, this will be another great way of getting your stuff out to some of these people out here but that being said it's been your boy sir and i am out
Peace.